0: Of human trafficking, there's a reason why those two states, California and Florida, really spearheaded this nationwide. Right. Um, and uh, just so our audience understands, because a lot of people in the dudes and beer group, whenever we post things, Billy, I think I think misunderstand and uh, granted, I misunderstood until we started having you on. Right. I I had always put hu- human smuggling, human trafficking in the same in the same yeah. Dirty, filthy, licked envelope, and tried to hide it away. Right. Um, but they're actually actually two horribly different things.
1: That's right. So uh, it's a really good point. I didn't really understand. There's a there's a legal uh, difference between the two, and there's you know really a reason for it. So human smuggling is where you are actually taking a body from point A to point B. The thing about smuggling is that. People may be—they um, may want to be smuggled. They may be paying to be smuggled through a coyote or things like that. And then sure. there are other people that don't want to be smuggled. So those are the ones that seem to be the biggest problem to me—is um, the people that don't want to be. The problem also is that when people want to be smuggled, when they get there, maybe they maybe they have their papers taken away from them. And then they wind up being trafficked, whether That's it's labor right. trafficking, sex trafficking, yeah. you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so there's there's a distinction. Um, they will say that the people are being smuggled to be trafficked and some people munge those two things together. Um, but trafficking is essentially force fraud or coer- coercion to get someone to do something that they wouldn't do normally, whether it's sex yes. or labor, those, that's kind of the biggest way to think about
0: it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's where it comes in. Like you said, the force, fraud, or coercion, if they've yes. paid somebody to help get them across a border, things like that, that does not fall into the realm of human trafficking
1: yeah that's smuggling which could either be by their yeah. desire or not their
0: desire and and i mean even our next guest who we're having on in the next hour um but, and i i love the fact that you're here in studio for this billy Me because too. this is a side conversation that you and i have had pre and post show i don't know how many it's smooth the last four or five times you've been on Right. Um,
1: We're, we've always just been looking for someone that has like hard evidence and can really tell you what's yeah, going on because yeah. there's so little that makes it through the, uh, the media firewall.
0: Well, and that's just it. You know, it's one of those until you until you decide to start looking for yeah, articles about to really human trafficking. Looking. Right. Like. Now that I know that I'm looking for them and I'm following the right places, like if you want to know more about it, folks, go follow FBI.gov, go follow your local your local sheriff's department. Ooh, Things follow, like that follow their on. RSS feeds. The, uh, one of the guys of that we're working
1: with right now name is named David Deeds. He's coming on mm-hmm. as, a, uh, as our uh, curriculum coordinator. Oh, He's standing God. in right now as the interim executive director. But I uh, found him because he runs a uh, YouTube channel called Human Trafficking Hater. Oh. And he, uh, he actually goes through FBI.gov. He printed mm-hmm. out all of the Jillian Maxwell, Absolutely. Maxwell stuff. Absolutely. Read every bit of it. Absolutely. And did, he does pieces on this once a week. oh wow yeah they're and they're really well done i mean this guy's a college professor and he does his research and uh you may watch it and go that seems a bit extreme that seems a bit extreme no he does the research
0: i would love to say and we could we could probably you know what i'm going to while we chat here billy um i'm going to sadly go to the dudes and beer facebook group There's
1: nothing sad about that group
0: uh nothing at all really but the great thing about it is being able to go in and just search things like that. Oh yeah. Just search human trafficking right. and be able to see the articles and the dates that they were posted. Yep. Cause I guarantee you, I have one a month that oh, I and post.
1: It's not, yeah, it's not just guaranteed. One, the one a month that you post is going to have incredible value too, because there are huge things that are happening um, all the time, you know? And I don't mean like, you know they've found some people, which is which is amazing. I mean, like we're talking about big government problems, big um, yeah. nonprofit problems, people that are being exposed at high levels of government. Yeah. Um, uh, churches. I mean, you name it. Um, and we're also seeing, you know, things like the whole Epstein and Jelaine Maxwell. Oh, absolutely. Uh, that God, that new guy that just got arrested, um, just today or was it today? Just recently, I can't think yeah. of the guy's name from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, sorry.
0: No, I mean, hey, here's. I've been
1: busy. And I'm trying to keep up with the news, but I can't do everything.
0: Well, that's just it. I mean, here we have uh, just a few things that have popped up uh, August, July, October. Um, and this isn't all of them. I think that's just the ones where we tagged human trafficking in it. Got it. Uh, but man, like I know there was one that I posted not too long ago about like 20 kids being found in Georgia. There's never anything less than like 20 or 30 kids that are recovered or trafficked individuals.
1: No, we'll see. I mean, you see those, uh, those big clusters of people because there's so damn much money in this. I mean, like they sell people, you know, 20, 30 times a day, seven you know, days a week. I mean, they, they can bring in. Tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in a week or a month, I mean, these traffickers, they have, uh, they've got a business plan and they're making it. And the, uh, the hardest thing, obviously, and you'll see this when you look through all these articles, is like who gets arrested, who actually goes to prison. I mean, they're, they've psychologically manipulated these people into believing that they have to stay with them and that they're in love with them. And when they're in court, they have to testify against these people that they have, you know, fallen trauma bonded in love slash Stockholm syndrome slash, you know, every other whole yeah. psychological thing. And then they won't they won't uh, turn on their captors because it's a it's, uh, it's part of their business model.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, whenever we had Chong Kim on the couple times, we need to have Chong Kim back on with you sometime. Yeah, uh, That was a great episode. Um, tagging back and forth between you guys.
1: She freaking, uh, and, she blew my mind.
0: Yeah. Um, some of I the mean, experiences wow. that she had, uh, especially with coming out after and really trying to help victims of human right. trafficking. Uh, and that's what I love about you guys. I remember when I first ran across you, Billy, it was at uh, it's the game, the game festival. The game
1: festival, yeah, that's right. It's um, it's really weird, you know, working in this field and trying to raise awareness because we have to do every chance we get, we have to do a public event. We have to go yeah. deal with the people. And so, yeah, luckily you were at that gaming event with us. And um, so we're this really weird standout everywhere because kids will run and they're like, I want to try VR. And we're yeah. like, um, okay. go get your parent, please, right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so we have this waiver, see?
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, you're about to see some explicit content or hear explicit content, mm-hmm. so we don't want you running back to your parents and saying, I just learned all about sex trafficking
0: yeah. from that guy. Yeah, and 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 it wasn't from like Metal Gear Solid 18 or, you know. Yeah. No,
1: no, it wasn't. It this wa- person was trying to wake you up. And, uh, yeah, it's 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 something.
0: Well, and um, it was a few years ago, and to see where you guys have yeah. come, since then, even to see where this show has well, you come. you believed
1: in us before there was anything that we really had to show. So, I mean, it's, that's meant a lot, Well, a lot to all of us.
0: To me, it's really the exercising of the technology and the way in which you are leveraging it. Um, I love technology. I live and swim in technology daily. Yeah, you do. And I'm normally out running or working those conventions like what we met at. As a matter of fact, I was running the video for the bands on the stage yeah, that's right and stuff like that that's <laughs> whenever right. we met yeah that's true that's um true. i was providing the video wow. and yeah it was for me to see y'all incorporating that kind of technology to teach this kind of message to get this kind of information out there was mind-blowing it was it was fantastic and to see where you guys have come from uh from the first time that we had Steven try it right on his birthday in studio. True. Um, and the setup time, everything else to show everybody now, oh, okay. um, what you're, what you're to now, what the, what the point of the program is now, because the progression of this technology, a, and what you guys have brought it to and where you're going to with it is Thank amazing, you.
1: man. First off, I really appreciate you giving us an audience to talk about this. Stuff. Always. it's a, it's a
0: it's a, a rare thing indeed.
1: So when we first got started, as Chris was saying, we were um, we were using the HTC Vive, which is a very you know re- it's an expensive system. It's like six, seven hundred dollars at the time, and then it has yeah. to run on a standalone PC or laptop with a really nice graphics card in it. At the yeah. time, yeah, around five, six hundred dollars graphics card. So you're looking at about. Maybe $2,000, $2,500 to get all the setup that you would need For just a, to have one person.
0: At a base cost.
1: at the ba- Yeah, exactly. At, at it's like just the, the hardware.
0: The bare bottom, right. bottom of the barrel, best, easiest you could do. Exactly.
1: Yeah, around two grand And then that would allow you to use the application one person at a time. So what we what we did at that point what they did at that point was basically just wake everybody up to this problem we were trying to go out and find some customers Last year we got a hold of uh, University of North Texas Health Science Center and they want to teach medical students and their challenge was they had 75 students they needed to teach in two hours and that was not wow. going to fly with the HTC vive uh, yeah the amount of money that would have cost was insane so well
0: in the amount of time oh, the, the amount of time, time uh, Well, day. just the amount of time per session. Because you're limited to one. I mean, you're, you're you got ha- to right. you got to yes. have an eight to ten foot space in order to do that.
1: Yes, there was a, it. Was very um, inefficient. Would be one word, a polite word to use for it. So we mm. um we decided to move over to a standalone system called the Oculus Quest. It has all the features that you would see inside of the um, inside of the HTC Vive, and it's totally self-contained, no cables or anything. It's it's literally a headset. With a um, battery in it, and so it has a screen like you would expect, and um, we're able to get the exact same performance out of that. And I don't know if you're if you can see on the video. This is what they look like now. It's literally just a headset with a uh, with battery inside of it, a rechargeable battery. And we're we had uh, H what is it uh, UNTHSC purchased 36 headsets, and so we got them all cranked up. Everybody takes around 15 minutes to go through the interactive experience. It's not a movie. It is full 3D virtual interactive where you have agency and do anything you want inside of the experience. And um, at that point, then uh, we were doing really, really well. We had a whole bunch of events, like 15 events set up for South by Southwest. And turns out that uh, we had a worldwide pandemic that stopped every single thing we were doing. All of our fundraisers went to crap and you and me both i know and then i sat in my i sat in my house for about two months trying to figure out what the heck am i going to do with my life eventually um, decided that instead of waiting forever we were just going to go right ahead and jump on so we decided to do um, an online version and we're in the middle right now of re uh, of writing new curriculum to go online and we're going to incorporate all of the 3d aspects the story the narrative part from the virtual reality uh simulation Inside of a web browser. So if you've got a kid, they're learning from home, and they've got a uh, a Google Chromebook. That's hopefully uh, uh, within the last couple of years, you should be able to use our app. So we'll have a completely online curriculum that uh, you can participate with, with or yeah. without the VR stuff. Uh, inside of the interactive piece, there will be um, rich media. So if you click around on objects, you'll find, um, you know, uh, let's see, regulations, laws, videos, audio cues. Uh, anything that you can imagine to have because we want people to be able to explore and learn in a, a more visual environment. And so once that's all done and up and running, um, we'll be online for tens of millions of students across the United States.
0: And I cannot wait for that. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the fact <laughs> Me that you guys are going to be, I mean, just the fact that y'all have gotten it to the point that you have now. Yeah. In, in the time that like right now we've got the KLRU documentary that was done about you guys, the little documentary piece, um, and rightfully so because it really is some groundbreaking work that you guys are doing. Like I said, really leveraging this technology of VR into the world of literal daily crime fighting.
1: Right. Um, so one of the things that is embedded into the experience itself is a, uh, it's a 3D narrative, it's a 3D world. And then the story that you go get involved with, it's educating you about human trafficking from the point of view of a young girl who was psychologically manipulated. So she tells yeah. you how this story happened. There's nothing graphic or visual, whatever. It's literally just explaining how this could happen to anyone. And that experience is something that's incredibly difficult to get somebody to understand. Um, so people will They'll go to conferences and they listen to the talk, but it's like they never really get, what does it feel like? What is, what happens to people? They don't understand this could happen to their children by somebody, if their kid sent a a nude picture to somebody else, they could, that could be extort them. If they are online and they talk about what's going on in their lives, somebody is going to be able to find them. You know, they, they wait until you are weak. They wait until you have a vulnerability and then they strike. These victimizers will, will,
0: yeah, Get you at a mall or in your Facebook. And and I remember telling you the story. I'll tell it again right now, just for the parents out there. This time of year, especially, um, everybody, the world gets a little down sometimes, and this is one of those yeah. times that psychologically, up around the holidays, there's a lot of people missing folks. There's a yeah. lot of people that think about you know things to come, things they've done, that yeah. kind of stuff. And I, I remember right after I moved to town here, probably about 10 years ago, my niece was going through a little bit of a rough patch. Um, She'd lost a couple of friends, one to suicide, one to a drunk driver, things like that. Um, And she posted something one day that just kind of caught my attention. And I was like, oh, wow. And what really caught my attention was this guy's response. She, She literally said something along the lines of like, Thinking a lot about my friend today, you know, really missing her, feeling a little down in the dumps, you know, a, a yeah. typical Came thing. To, stuff, yeah. Um, yeah. And here pops up this dude. Um, no offense to old dudes, yeah. but old I'm dude old status. Dude. Yeah, I'm true. an old dude. I'm 45 now. Yeah. What the now. hell are I'm, you doing on my wall? I'm officially 10 years past trustable. Ooh. Yeah, you that's can't what, trust anybody over 35, you're out, you're you know? over 35. You know. Yeah, yeah I'm 10 years past that, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm officially you know I want everybody the hell off my lawn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll tell you a story right. about that on break. I've
1: uh, <laughs> seen your yard. Who knows
0: what's going on out there? <laughs> but I saw this post from my niece, and I was like, "Hey, guy, who who seems to know my niece, but is like." really offering way too much assistance that anybody outside of a family should offer and it was like hey really sorry that you feel this way you know life sometimes gets you down if you need to talk or whatever don't feel don't be afraid to hit me up with a p.m. or with a phone call and it was like who is that guy oh well that kind of gives me chills um, ought to give you so I, I, I screenshotted it and I sent it to my brother and he started deep diving in the dude. And this is what really, believe it or not, got me deep diving into people's profiles. Oh, wow. And even now, whenever I go on to like, cause you know, I, I do a lot of podcasting, um, I would be called what some might say a serial podcaster. Um, If I find a topic I love, I will start a show about it (laughs) Um, or help people or help people start shows about it. I hear that's going (laughs) to happen to someone I know. Rumor, rumor, rumors. But uh, yeah, it was just one of those like, hey, Randy, check this out. And he started deep diving and going into the dude's profile and every single one of his friends were like friends of Megan's, friends of her. Oh there was not a single person over the age of 18 that was a friend on his profile. And he was like 32 years old, allegedly 34, 34. And, and my brother was like, Hey, creeper, I don't know who you are, right? But that's my daughter. <laughs> like I straight up, you. straight up went and messaged homie. I had, a, uh, uh,
1: uh, my daughter had a, she started a LinkedIn profile. I think she was 16 mm. when she did it. <clears throat> and within like an hour of that thing going up there was some weird 40 some odd year old guy that was hitting her up for a date and i was like um are you kidding me
0: hey man you know if what you're you trying within
1: an hour hey, or two?
0: if you're that's messed up believe it or not there's something and open for days and weeks and months and you're still beating the horse oh. that's the prime example ah right there and in the same way that people would go like chris i love you you're a very intelligent dude but man you are freaking have mitchell nicholas gerber on the line with us today uh before we have him on though in case you think you know chris you're a wild person um you know i am we talk about things like this all the time folks um, but I never come at you with this information without being armed with proof, uh, without being armed with articles, sound bites, people, in this case, video. Uh, and this video is absolutely incredible. Um, it is from the UN General Assembly, uh, specifically the United Nations Human Rights Council uh, from September 24th. 2019, uh, this is a panel that was assembled about China's transplant crimes. Let's check it out.
2: The Vice President, the Durban Declaration affirms the urgent need to prevent, combat and eliminate all forms of trafficking in persons, including organ trafficking. China Tribunal, a People's Tribunal chaired by Sir Jeffrey Nice, considered all available evidence and concluded that forced organ harvesting from prisoners of conscience, including the religious and ethnic minorities of Falun Gong and Aigurs, had been committed for years throughout China on a significant scale, and that it continues today. This involves hundreds of thousands of victims, Acting on independent legal advice, the tribunal concluded that commission of crimes against humanity, against Falun Gong and Egos, had been proved beyond reasonable doubt. Victim for victim, and death for death. Cutting out the hearts and other organs from living blameless, harmless, peaceable people constitutes one of the worst mass atrocities of this century. Organ transplantation to save life is a scientific and social triumph, but killing the donor is criminal. Government and international bodies must do their duty not only in regard to the possible charge of genocide, but also in regard to crimes against humanity, which the tribunal does not consider to be heinous. It is the legal obligation of UN member states and the duty of this council to address this criminal conduct. Thank you, Mr. Vice President.
0: Please do welcome to the show, everybody, our guest today uh, for this segment, Mitchell Nicholas Gerber. How are you doing today, sir? I'm great, Chris. I
3: appreciate it. I'm a little under the weather. Forgive me if I get a little cough here. a little That's cough all right. Here, no worries. Thank you. I am grateful to be on your show.
0: Well, I'm so grateful for you to come on and also for, for you being out, like I said, literally out in the thick of it, man. Um, It takes something special, number one, to come out the way that you do, writing articles, going on shows, talking about this publicly, trying to raise – because once you do, you are on a radar. Um, You're you're definitely on a radar of the Chinese government uh, because you are calling them out for crimes against humanity. And the fact that you are presently right up against the Chinese border – you are so close to everything. Um, tell everybody real quick a little bit of your history, how you came to be aware of this major international issue and how you got involved with start, Stop Organ Harvesting in China. Well, uh,
3: first of all, I want to just dis- uh, disclaim I don't work for the CIA and I don't work for the FBI. I don't work for the Mossad. I am a freelance investigative journalist, activist for one years. I started when I was in uh, international business school at the university of georgia i'm an american citizen born in south africa raised in the great united states was the first person in my family to become an american citizen and my father always put me into business school and investment firms and i was heading towards a really um, economic prolific future but one day Chris, I was sitting and everybody, I was sitting at a human rights festival and a culture fair at the university of Georgia. And I came across this innocent spiritual group, this uh, mind and body practice where I was seeing people practicing these slow movie exercises, very profound for health and longevity. And I was very... I've always been involved in martial arts, yoga, Tai Chi. I've always been interested in health and wellness. I I love working out and I thought, Hmm, let's check this out. So I went and with my friend, Molly, um, whose father was the uh, the CEO of, of the, the, the division of Porsche in Atlanta. And, uh, I went in and we started to practice, and immediately I felt my entire body just completely open up and feel great. And I was like, "Wow!" With such a short amount of time of practicing exercises, I've never felt this. Whether it was in yoga or tai chi, I was like, "What the hell is this? What is this this incredible feeling of longevity and stress relieving and anxiety relieving that I'm feeling?" So I go back to the booth and I'm like, I want to check out more about this. Is it free? Is it, you know, uh, is it the religion? Is it a, is it the spirituality? What is this? Cause sure. I'm not interested in religion. I'm more involved in just more of a health and fitness kind of workout. She says, he's the guy said to me, yeah, it's uh, free of charge. Um, and it's five exercises and a f- simple philosophy of truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance. I was like, cool. But then on the other side, I was like, oh, what is that? And I saw all these torture pictures and um, uh, uh, torture, uh, um, I guess what you can call it, torture methods to suppress people and to make people give up their, their beliefs in China. Mm. And I was like, what is this? This is just completely just messed up my bliss, you know, messed up my, my good positive vibe. And they they started to explain to me that this particular practice called Falun Gong, that became the largest spiritual movement in China, was completely outlawed, banned, and persecuted in China, where hundreds and thousands of these people have been sent to state-mandated hospitals each year, their organs cut out of their bodies while alive, sold as the healthiest organs in the world, and then burned, the bodies burned in the crematories of the boiler rooms of the hospitals. You can the states was the first.
0: While we try and transfer it again um, from the live computer, let's talk here for a minute or two, Billy, because even the information that you've heard so far is one of those that really just numbs my mind to sit, to think about, um, and to be like, hey, you know, uh, yeah, there.
3: And with my friend, Molly, um, whose father was the uh, the CEO of of the the, the division of Porsche in Atlanta. And uh, I went in and we started to practice. And immediately I felt my entire body just completely open up and feel great. And I was like, wow, with such a short amount of time of practicing exercises, I've never felt this. Whether it was in yoga or Tai Chi, I was like, what the hell is this? What is this, this incredible feeling of longevity and stress relieving and anxiety relieving that I'm feeling? So i go back to the booth and i'm like i want to check out more about this is it free is it you know uh is it a religion is it a is it a spirituality what is this because sure. i'm not interested in religion i'm more involved in just more of a health and fitness kind of workout she says he's, he, the guy said to me yeah, it's uh, free of charge um, and it's five exercises and a f- simple philosophy of truthfulness, compassion, and tolerance. I was like, cool. But then on the other side, I was like, oh, what is that? And I saw all these torture pictures and um, uh, uh, torture, uh, um, I guess what you can call it, torture methods to suppress people and to make people give up their, their beliefs in China. Mm. And I was like, what is this? This is just completely just messed up my bliss, you know, messed up my my good positive vibe. And then they started to explain to me that this particular practice called Falun Gong that became the largest spiritual movement in China was completely outlawed, banned, and persecuted in China where hundreds and thousands of these people have been sent to state-mandated hospitals. Each year, their organs cut out of their bodies while alive, sold as the healthiest organs in the world, and then burned, the bodies burned in the crematories of the boiler rooms of the hospitals, the death camps. And over 250 labor camps for the last 20 years so something really inspired me chris ignited a passion a zeal a duty as a human being to go out and 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 advocate uh, and support these people and you know the the story starts from there
0: and what a beautiful and simple story to what is what is literally jumping straight Hip deep into the fray, my friend. Uh, Like I said, people like you that are out there, true advocates, boots on the ground, doing things the way that you are going before General Assemblies, trying to get a hold of governments, that kind of stuff, uh, writing investigative articles. You you really do put it on the line uh, on the daily, you know, and it's. It's hard for a lot of people. This is a a I think a really bitter pill to swallow, Mitchell. Um, I think it's I think it's really hard for a lot of people to accept. You know, um, much like I'm sure back in the the beginnings of the rumors that were coming across the pond from Europe, that they were hard to accept during World War II. You know, like no, no dude, no way. They're just loading them into carts and putting it. Okay, sure. Yeah. They're just, I mean, they're prisoners of war, right? No, no. They're just regular people and they're just loading them in the rail cars and sending them to a camp. Really? Are you serious? (laughs) Um, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing for the mind to grasp a hold of, um, the level of evil, and coordinated evil that it takes to accomplish this and put forth the mechanisms socially that make this happen. Oh, you just nailed it. Uh,
3: Put it right very eloquently and articulately. And that could be a lineup for the next clip called Hard to Believe, which is a documentary, uh, a winner of 18 uh, award-winning awards, uh, the Peabody Award as well, which is a very prestigious award for documentaries. Mm -hmm. And without further ado, yeah, let's play the clip um, because I think your audience will see a better visual of the proof and
0: evidence of what is going on in China absolutely agreed here is that clip right
4: now by 2000 falun gong practitioners were disappearing into labor camps in mass numbers at the same time chinese hospitals
1: began promoting their organ transplant expertise
5: I'm uh, David and
0: With me is uh, David Kilgore. We've been asked to investigate allegations that uh, there has been harvesting of organs of Falun Gong in China. Uh, David Kilgore is a former member of parliament and former cabinet minister for Asia Pacific. And I'm a Winnipeg lawyer uh, doing immigration, refugee and international. ...weird because we did not have this issue during our full-on test over the last couple of days. So, yeah. Uh okay. (laughs) Let's see if we can get that to come back up here.
1: Yeah.
0: Then our audience people they are targeted classified documents. yeah hey everybody how you doing welcome back to dudes and beer episode 300. So entirely amazed that we have made it this far that you guys have stuck it out with us as the audience, uh, seen us progress, seen us grow, seen us come to new places, start having the guests that we have on, um, whistleblowers, people in the world of technology, people in the world of the know, in the world of intelligence, things like that, uh, to really break down some of these topics. Mike Turber is with us right now in this segment. Uh, good friend of the show, good friend of mine, yeah. and investigator lead for Five by Five News. He, of yeah, course, came onto the show space. originally, um, talking yourself, about man. the Mandalay Bay shooting. Totally uh, our good friend Shannon Caffey, uh, shout out to you, Bud, yeah. um, and T-shirt Toad as well. Um, they they introduced us. <laughs> And, mm-hmm. you know, things have kind of evolved since we've had you on so many times. You're one of the most popular guests on the show. So, of course, we wanted to have you here on episode 300 to kind of, you know, mop, mop up some of the slop, I guess, uh, uh, <laughs> that we've left behind over over the many, many, many conversations that we had, the many hours of conversation that we have shared on this show with our audience, man, because there's. um. I had somebody yeah, we've been tell me, all over the map. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. I had somebody tell me recently, like, wow, man, like you cover a lot of topics on your show. It's it <laughs> uh, like and I was telling him that in the last year, one of our most popular since COVID happened, and I'm here at home and able to produce things in my studio and able to get things up and running. Um, mm-hmm. We're we're producing with video now and showing people the articles that we talk about, uh, showing people okay. the declassified documents from the dudes and beer knowledge vault, things like that. So,
5: I nice. think I sent you a few of those.
0: Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you have, and and that's just it. Um, I was like, man, one of the most popular episodes we had this last year in our video feeds yeah. had like 500 live viewers, uh, yeah. and. Um, Like some famous live viewers from across the pond, from here in America, all kinds Mm -hmm. of stuff. People like Ryan Sprague, stuff like that, you know, um, who in the community are people of note. And just to know that they were watching and that the topic that night was female genital mutilation. And Mm, and the scourge of female genital mutilation across the globe that people really are not aware of. Much like the, you know, uh, Billy Joe Kane, who's who's with us for the 300th episode, um, Mm -hmm. who talks about human trafficking, that kind of stuff. Um, And man, it's just to to know that we have come to the point of covering these stories finally um, to having guests the ilk of you on John Hall, uh, Robert Duncan. Graham Phillips, people who write books, who investigate. It's so fantastic. And I want to personally thank you for always, always, always taking the time, more than enough time, to come on the show, Mike. I
5: appreciate it, Chris. And and congratulations on your 300th show. I'm I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it, of of, uh, what, what little bit I can do here to to bring some joy to the world and some information to, to you. And I, I'd end up learning more than, than, than I think I even, you know, put out, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate you being, being you, to be honest with you. You've been, you've been a great friend and we've bounced some ideas off of each other Mm -hmm. and had some crazy calls and crazy, you know, text messages back and forth. And yeah, you know, some of the things can't even put on a show. It's just like, (laughs) no one would believe this.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah it's been it's been a wild ride since we were introduced to each other first and Mm -hmm. to see where you've come with five by five to see the just the hip deep waters that you wade through on the daily man um (laughs) absolutely blows my mind brother blows my mind to see you out (laughs) taking pictures out in front of area 51 as you're going in um yeah all that kind of stuff so uh let's kind of start you know Digging into some things, let's start. Let's start yeah. checking out some rabbit holes like we always do. Uh, oh, I know boy. one of the things that you and Ram Denison, um, another guest on the show regularly, uh, you know, the creator of What Happened in Vegas, the creator mm-hmm. um, of, Money of Money Machine, and mm-hmm. he's working on a new documentary right now. But you guys just work together on. The mini sodes, I guess the mini-series that was on Investigation Discovery, kind of the yeah. the aftermath of the Joe Exotic situation. So exactly like tell us a little bit about what that was like and some of the information that you guys found out. Cause I I I actively got Investigation Discovery to watch it, and the third episode is not available. it's like they aired it uh, live and then took it away and it's like dude i couldn't watch it live without like paying for it but
5: (laughs) yeah i i didn't know they were going to do that there's there's i guess there was was two episodes that were the actual investigation discovery show and um that was jim rathman he he's the uh investigator for for, for that and and then that's kind of worked in the background um and the interesting you know, thing about that was, well, about the show being aired is, you know, sorry about that. I'll, I'll, I'll take a look. I may have a, a variation of it or what have you. Um, I, I can get you a lot of drone footage and a lot of uh, alligators in the water trying to chase me footage. But... <laughs> a lot of
0: hungry gator oh, footage.
5: Oh, this this lake. We went to this lake. It's called Darby Lake, and it's one of the lakes where you know, in in the in the Tiger King series, on the third episode, um, it it was uh, that episode kind of changed how uh, a lot of people's lives, actually, mine included at the at the, at this moment. Um, but what happened was, uh, you know, Joe was kind of alluding to his um, nemesis uh, Carol Baskin that she, she had something to do with her husband's disappearance and or possible death or what have you. So he, you know, he was making up stories of, you know, maybe she fed him to the tigers or, you know, you know, put him in a meat grinder or took him out to Darby Lake and buried, you know, touched him in the lake with alligators,
0: all kinds buried of buried him under the new septic tank.
5: <laughs> yep. Septic tank. That's, that's, that, that's, the uh, that, that came up in, on the Facebook group and stuff Yeah, and, yeah. um, as well. Uh, but you know, there's a whole bunch of, there's a if you want to, if you want to talk about rabbit holes, this case has put me on more rabbit holes than any case I think I've ever had, um, mainly because just the the, the number of, of possibilities and the number of sources of where some of the information came from and so yeah. forth and trying to check it out. But um, yeah, I've been working in the background here and I kind of got thrown into it when when we did the um, investigation discovery thing because I just happened to be in Florida when they needed. Uh, someone to do uh, some things for them, and uh, and then next thing you know, I'm still here. <laughs> I was so supposed to be home by now, <laughs> and, and it's like it's it God. This was August when I came out here, and it's August 27th, I think we filmed the last scene for for in, uh, Investigation Discovery, and it came out, you know, just a few weeks later. But uh, yeah, but it's it's been a wild ride since I've been here, and in, in the the amazing thing is, is I've been able to work in the background without pretty much anyone know that I've been working in the background so yeah. I can get the information I need without it being tainted or, or what have you. But it's, it's, uh, it's been pretty, pretty strange, pretty, I can, I can tell you that there's, uh, there's just so many characters and stuff. When you, when you look at the whole tiger King thing and you try yeah. to, you look at that and then you look at the disappearance of Don Lewis from 23 years ago, this, this is, Carol Baskin's uh, husband uh, at the time in 1997, he, he went, you know, he ended up disappearing. And uh, from that day, there's there's been leads on different directions to go, some of which were planted, uh, which, you know, there's several pieces of, of evidence that we can tell was actually put there on purpose, you know, for someone to go down their own rabbit hole back in the day. Um, so we've, you know, got evidence to support all of that. And, uh, I think we're, we're pretty close to, um, coming out with some, uh, crazy information here that, uh, wow. we'll be making the scene here pretty, pretty quick, but you know, you got the, you've got this one side, it's a really weird case. You got one side that, um, is the family of Don Lewis who hates Carol Baskin and they think she's the worst person on the planet and that she killed their bad and, and things like this. Then you have Ann McQueen, which is the secretary who works for Don, and she's over with the girls, too, and she's mad at, at Carol, and then Carol's mad at them, and, and so forth, back and forth. But um, but the weird thing is that there's several plausible uh,
0: – you there? Yeah, 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 I'm here. I'm soaking it in, brother. I'm soaking it in and making notes.
5: I could see some light go off on my phone. I turned around, and the next thing I know, it, was, it went totally blank. Uh, but anyway, so um, sorry about that. But um, you know, when you look at the number of possible suspects and things like this, of course, you know, when you when you poll hundred people, ninety-eight people are going to think that Carol Baskin did it because of the way she was portrayed in Tiger King. And and but uh, to be honest with you, the more I started looking at this. The more I started seeing a lot of circumstantial evidence pointing towards her and some other evidence pointing other directions and even uh, people coming forward saying, hey, this person did it or that person did it, you know, or "This he's buried over here in the septic tank or no, he's over here in this place. And he fell out of a plane. And, you know, he's in Costa Rica. I mean, it's just all over the literally all over the map. Yeah. But uh, well, but it- I, I've
0: enjoyed it you you find that especially once you once you start digging into something once you really start rooting (laughs) around like those those people that were involved in the original investigation kind of and in most investigations it's it's this way like they know each other by proxy Uh, because of the investigation yeah and when when they find out somebody else is investigating, it's pretty frequent that people start coming out of the woodwork, right?
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, ha- and and since being here with with Jim, you know, uh, uh, Jim Rathman's great guy. I really I really enjoyed working with him and and still do. But uh, mm-hmm. I basically ended up putting myself into a rather unique position with this case, and. <laughs> And I can't say what the position is, but you'll find out pretty quick. Um, but the, the, the I'm in an area where I, no one has the information that I have again, like kind of like what happened to Vegas. And so, um, that's placed me in an odd situation as well in that I have to stay here. I can't leave. I, yeah. I can't go home. You know, I've got probably six months or whatever of, of having to stay here. But, um, you know, we'll see how it plays out. I think everyone, uh, knows that if at least follows anything I did with the Vegas investigation knows that I pretty much only put stuff out when I know it's absolutely vetted and, yeah. and is something that, uh, that I can, that I would take to court if I needed to. And that's what, what I'm doing here. Um, the same exact thing. Um, and it's just a, you know, different cast of characters, so to speak, and God, what a cast of characters there are here. Um, and yeah, and then when you meet somebody's it's 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 uh it's just like the show i mean it's there's that that wasn't acting there was a lot of stuff that was on there that, w- that was legitimately real and, and the animals is is the real loser here yeah uh, when you really think about it because the, there's just so much that happened you you're close to you know the other park. um you know where uh, uh where joe was yeah but, um yeah it's 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 been an experience. I can say that, and uh, I wouldn't wouldn't trade it for anything. It's not something I was looking for, but it just landed in my lap, and one thing led after another, and then in a couple
0: of weeks, maybe or maybe less than a month, you'll find out exactly what I've been doing. <laughs> and, and and I can't wait. And just so you know, folks, like Mike is one of the guests on this show that uh, just like John Hall, we we text each other, we get we get into cahoots mm-hmm. with each other on stuff and. <laughs> You know, jack with each other on text, things like that. And mm. I've known that it has been something pretty major, Mike, because I have not heard anything from you. Yeah, there there yeah. hasn't been a pe. like even whenever I asked you to be on this show. Yeah this episode it took you a week like normally it's like 10 20 minutes later like hey you know let me finish my hot dog i'll get back at you you know it took like a week and then i was like you know he's been out diving and stuff <laughs> it's not. It's. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Not hear back from Mike Turber for a week. Let me try texting him again. <laughs> or or to, check the alligators around just, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like just to make sure that he's okay. Because mm. last I heard, he was diving <laughs> in gator-infested waters. So <laughs> yeah,
5: that's yeah, that's true. And by myself on a couple occasions. Um, you know. So the, the the thing the thing about this that's going on now is that. It's unlike most other cases and that this is actually an active investigation. This is this is the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office yeah. uh opened back up the case that, that we're working and it's an active investigation. Uh Carol Baskin had her just two days ago had um um someone at her facility was attacked by uh at one of the tigers and it was it was and, you know I don't, I don't ever like pointing blame towards a victim or whatever but it, it was the victim's fault and it was Candy's fault and she and she knows it and she even you know said it and she just wanted wants to make sure the Kembo which is the name of the tiger that, that the her, doesn't uh, get put down um but she, you know she's hundreds of stitches and things like that but at the very same time that she, that, that happened the same day Carol had a a bill that was put through the house which is hr 1380 which is the big cat safety act and that big cat safety act is is designed to go on on the Lacey act or kind of like you know bordered with that and that uh, people would not own wild cats large cats big cats you know talking about tires lions you know jaguars cougars that kind of stuff um and then they want it. a
6: secret campaign of stalking and harassment constructs for the victim a prison without visible walls the victim is stalked and harassed in which in which ways it cause them to appear paranoid word about friends and family they won't listen read or question authority incredibly many victims report even friends and family members have turned perp perpetrator that means since no one has been able to get the perps to talk about their activity, it is not known how those we once thought we could, could trust with our very lives could be turned to do such evil. How this sad fact has accused many targeted individuals to redefine the word family. The perps have an infinite number of ways to turn a person. Those of us who have been close, who have close family ties in the past, will always choose to believe threats and coercion were used on family members to get them to cooperate. Some survivors believe their family members would rather sacrifice them to the evil entity than spend the time it takes to listen to the crimes being perpetrated on them. It just takes too much time and effort to read and listen to find out the truth. Thus, the victim simply becomes expendable. That's how it happens. They won't listen, they won't read, and the perps have programmed them to believe that the victim is a mental case. The perps always program friends and family to become in rage and cut off the conversation every time the target tries to find out why their behavior toward them has changed therefore there can be no meaningful discussion of her crime. This ensures that the the friends and family will never find out the truth about all the lies being used to gain their cooperation. Secrecy is maintained so that no one will ever find out that the target is innocent. All those around them are being duped into participating into a lifetime scheme of gruesome torment of the victim. Those who once valued their family as number one somehow buy into perpetration fabrication and thus fall totally under perp control for the remainder of their lives, forfeiting family relationships and squandering forever the precious times they could have spent together with family members and friends. The perps will isolate you from everyone. This includes family, friends, and any new friends you meet. Again, the perps use lies, intimidation, and fake investigations to easily accomplish this. After questioning your friends and family endlessly, the perps let them know that if they mention the investigation, they can be jailed or for interfering and even for an ongoing investigation and or aiding and abating a criminal then the perps strongly suggest that you in- initiate no further contact with you until the investigation is finished. Of course family and friends are not told this If about the investigation will never be finished. Many targeted individuals have been targeted for 20 years or more with no end in sight that's what they do. They open up a bogus investigation so they can t- continuously be there to watch you, harass you and that's what they do what happens is uh, basically Basically, as I'm explaining, they turn everyone against you, and I have no one now. I have no friends, no family, no one's around me. Everyone assumes I'm a mental case, and I'm not. I'm completely sane, and I know what's going on. So please go to gangstalkingworld.com and read. Educate yourself.
7: A gag person is whispered lies and slander by a perp, by a T.I. If the gag person believes the lies, they will feel righteous in helping to administer secret vigilante justice against the T.I., and they are recruited to do this, quote-unquote, patriotic by the perp. Once they have heard the slander, gag person are gagged, even though the perp has no legal authority to do so. After this, the gag person will not advise the T.I. of either the slander they have heard or the identity of the perp who whispered it. The gag person fear is based on the possibility that the slander may actually be true or even worse if it's false. They feel threatened that similar slander may be unleashed against them unless they cooperate with a vigilante justice against the T.I.
5: It has been indicated that targets will have warning markers placed against their files. The information is then shared with relatives, storekeepers, friends, and the community at large. The files are usually not left behind, but they are used to prejudice and slander individuals against the target. These files can be used to engender the corporation of friends and associates of the targets. The files might have a picture of the target and information about some alleged crime, incidents, that the target has been flagged for or is under investigation for. The information is usually very convincing and helps to further get targets harassed by those around them. The most important thing about these files are that they are usually fake.
7: They're focused. That is, they're the fool and trick you to believe things that are not true. They have been fooled. they can come to them and told them lies, bullshit lies, so that they can keep the ongoing, focus investigation against me going. That's right. It's an investigation. It's a focused investigation aimed at destroying the life of an individual. Because they've got this focus investigation out for them. they can keep it open and they can use their gang stalkers and their role is to, for the game see first can say okay we suspect this person oh gee look it turns out this person isn't the person okay but we're not sure just because we don't have the proof of it okay but they know they do know but they can keep that going now and they can use it all the time and they never have to explain or nothing because they just go around and say yeah we just don't have the proof Yeah, we see.
5: yeah.
7: that's how they destroy someone gang stalkers what they do to destroy your life they Contact with people in your life, such as people you could, you know, a corner store you go to, a gas station you go to, the coffee shop you go to, where you buy your groceries, where you do your banking, all these people are confronted by these people one way or another and they get someone to oppose them and say, hey listen, don't trust this person or they, they come up with lies basically uh, and they, that's how they destroy someone's character, it's called character assassination, wrongful accuser, wrongful suspicion followed by uh, character assassination which then finishes the person off. Uh, They just walk away scot-free saying, no, we didn't do that, we didn't harass this person, we didn't cause their nervous breakdown, which they did. Uh, They also go to your neighbor, which um, I'm going to be talking about here, um, which I've mentioned before. They go to your neighbor and they tell your neighbor, hey, don't let your neighbor hang out with your kid or watch out for your dogs or whatever. So if you really want to believe believe that, well, go ahead. But if someone comes to you and tells you stuff, as my neighbor, you best be listening to me. It's called gangster stalking and so if you were suckered into this i suggest you go to gangstockingworld.com that's a good one go there wake up people in my community are being fooled my mother, my father, and my wife, you've all been fooled. bogus investigation. So, if anyone came to you and said, Oh, it's an yeah, investigation, blah, 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 it's bogus. The investigation is designed to destroy the life of individuals, to be fooled and be tricked. And you need to wake up to this. Okay? It's called gang stalking.
0: And mm-hmm. going away from steam power and moving into another world. You know, and even now going into the world of quantum materials that we found, uh, talking to people like Mark Fiorentino, um, who I should really get you in touch with, man. Uh, you guys, mm-hmm. I, th- I think the three of us just need to sit down and have a beer sometime. because um, yeah, have a, have a qubit meeting? <laughs> oh, my geez, man. Um, some of the information <laughs> that he has after designing missile guidance systems, Things like that about exotic physics, um, yeah. exotic technologies. It's absolutely great stuff. Um,
5: I, I did. Uh, I did a, um, a quick little seminar thing on on some quantum technology and stuff when the D waves were coming in.
0: Hmm.
5: And uh, and as, as we were talking, that the I, I had three answers for everything oh. someone asked. And as and someone would ask a question, I said, "Okay, I have three answers." Okay. If someone asked a question, I'd have three answers. Yeah. And so after a few minutes, only a few people got the humor that was going on there. But was, I couldn't help it. I started laughing after a while. Like, what are you laughing about? Because I've told everybody in here that each time you ask a question, I seem to have three answers. I said that's the whole idea that we have here. And uh, they're like, oh, okay, we get it now. It's all inside humor for you, but ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> are you lame humor that only we would get. It? So. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people probably scratching their heads right now going what are you talking about dude yeah. and it's like yes no maybe that's it that's your that's three it. answers so.
0: yeah <laughs> yeah uh, well mike once again always thank you so much for coming on the show thank you for everything that you do with five by five news for all the collaborative work that you do with other investigators like you're doing with jim rathman right now uh like you're mm-hmm. always doing with ram dennison um always it's That's my bud there it's it's just so great to see people like you out there uh applying their trade for the right reasons you know and and yeah, doing these things you. in the right way for the right for the right reasons so um we're always behind you man we're always right there trying to trying to see what you're in the midst of so um thanks for always coming on and sharing bud
5: Thank you. I appreciate it. And congratulations again on your 300th show. May you have 3,000 more.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, man. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, bud. Take care. All right. Take care. You too. Always great talking with Mike Turber. He has become one of those people, Billy, that very much like you, uh, very much like good folks like Dr. John Hall, have become a long, fast friend of this show outside of the show where um, we have private conversations. We have conversations that are... I mean, we send each other articles, things that we see in the news where it's like, ah, yeah, weren't we just talking about this? Um, uh,
1: And validating whether or not we're uh, completely out there on one side or another. Yeah. Am I way out on this thing? And turns out that uh, no.
0: Not always. And, and, you know, talking about way out on a thing, as I pick crew actively here, um, <laughs> we had a bit of a technical glitch, and I confirmed the fact that it was just a weird technical glitch, man. Um, two different computers did not want to play the Mitchell Gerber interview. And it was like, what is that about? That's crazy sauce uh and while we were watching that we brought it up on my other computer and sure enough it it worked sweet as candy so uh we're going to we're going to see what we can do to bring you that interview um at least in, not right now because we do have a, a decided run of show uh here in just a minute we will be bringing you our interview with uh one of our other good friends of the show Dr. John Hall um, talking about targeted individuals, specifically um, those uh, those folks that have suffered Havana syndrome.
1: Physical injury,
0: um, burns, un- unknowable
1: other issues going on with skin and underground skin burns.
0: Well, most of it has actually been like soft tissue brain damage, well, things like that. that. Um, and uh, lo and behold, come to find out, uh, through a government study that has been done as of late, uh, through a Senate panel, um, yeah, the Havana syndrome is not a lie. It is something that has actively happened. The people that suffered it both in Cuba and in China, as well as our recent, um, known microwave attack.
1: That's is my understanding is that they're they're saying that a lot of these are either um, microwave radiation or possibly even lasers. Am I am I on board with that? I Did uh, some research yeah. and that seems to be what the concern is. I mean, obviously the the microwave burning and um, I don't know, skin sure. abrasions or whatever you're gonna call it. but I mean, it cooks people underneath the skin. Yeah, according to what I've seen.
0: Yeah. And it's been uh, it's been pretty wild. The some of the technology that has come about in the last few years. I mean, China has come out uh, it was released this last yeah, year that us. they have sonic technology that does this. Um, and that's so sonic technology it's where been, it actually
1: affects you physiologically. Yeah, the, the sound or the audio, so to speak, actually yeah. seriously yeah. affects you.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And the, and the, you know that. That in and of itself is something that, um, when you start looking at the effects of it, can really uh, have, a, like this study shows, very long-term lasting effects with what happens with you. Um, and yeah, it's just been, it's been phenomenal to see a, a study actively done on it because most of these folks have been under gag order since it happened right uh, specifically the people from Canada um, they have been under active because it wasn't just United States embassy workers there were Canadian embassy workers all kinds of folks wow. um that that reported this so uh, very interesting to see this revelation come about and to see it really come to bear in, in the news as of late. So, uh, we will be talking about that with Dr. John Hall and I'm going to have to grab another adapter because I forgot that, uh, this machine takes a totally different adapter style. So, uh, but we know that Dr. John Hall works on this computer. (laughs) We know that. So I assure you, we will be talking. I, I assure you the juice, as as they say in the industry, folks, um, we will be getting the juice to you. Believe me. Ah, ha ha ha. There we go. There's a graphics computer that I like to see. That's too um, so we we will be talking about Chinese organ harvesting. I guarantee you. Oh, it's going to happen. Um, but before we do, there, there are a couple things that have happened over the last year or so. Um, One of them that I was more than happy to make the connection of, who has led to numerous guests, uh, was actually Richard B. Spence. I love having him on the show. Uh, He is a former, now retired, tenured professor at the University of Idaho who taught a graduate-level course in the history of secret societies, as well as... uh, teaching a graduate level course on the history of American Russo intelligence relations. Great stuff. Amazing information always. And to be able to have him come on uh, as a history teacher, number one, um, and as somebody who has spent the last better than 30 years Researching secret societies, researching and, and secret societies, meaning of all kinds, even alphabet agencies within governments, um, which is which is why I think it's important that we listen to this clip from Richard B. Spence about what history is, and about how to understand history before we get into the conversations with Dr. John Hall, um, before we really get into the conversation. Um, which is my favorite of the evening, uh, Robert Duncan, Dr. Robert Duncan talking about, uh, the CIA technology that he helped create the technology that he helped create at Harvard that was adopted by the CIA to literally help control people's minds. Um, so amazing stuff, but you have to understand a concept of history, um, And what history is and the way that history is seen and usurped um, before you listen to these things. I think it is a really important caveat because you can go down some really theoretic rabbit holes when really it's just the fact of, hey man, Robert Duncan's just a doctor who was out there working with technology that he got grants for and was lucky enough to get grants for and then he found out what his technology was being used for and was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, But you have to understand that the history that we have is incomplete. It's guesswork at best. Um, It's written by the winners and it is often changed. So let's hear it directly from the horse's mouth. uh, Professor Richard B. Spence.
4: Secret societies. And I should explain why. I don't mean the opposite of fake history. There's a common belief that history is a known quantity, that it's all recorded in a book just sitting there for us to absorb. That's dead wrong. The vast majority of human experience, everything that people have said and done, has been lost in time like tears in the rain. History is really an effort to reconstruct the past and the experience of it from the few facts that survive. That gives lots of room for interpretation and speculation. So most of what passes for history is actually opinion. Real history is incomplete, contradictory, and argumentative. In short, it's messy. A past seen through a glass darkly. And when you add secrecy to the mix, well, things really get messy. So in this course, I'm not always going to tell you just what's true and what isn't because often it's just not clear. Instead of definite answers, there's often going to be a range of possibilities. Usually, I'm not setting out to defend or to debunk anything. That's because real history is like life, a permanent state of uncertainty. So we're going on a journey across centuries and continents in search of secret societies in all their variety. That will take us to some very dark places and frankly, some silly ones. What I want you to listen and look for in these lectures is the repetition of names and more importantly, ideas, the same things coming up again and again in slightly different name or form or context. I can't guarantee it will all make sense. But I guarantee it'll be interesting and enlightening. Get ready. Here we go. And I love that. I love
0: uh, a, if you guys have not had a chance to check it out, uh, number one, yes, I will say, uh, we, you can go by Amazon audible. Uh, if you go by audibletrials.com forward slash dudes, uh, you can check it out for 30 days for free. Um, but aside from that, I, uh, Amy is the person that told me about the secret history of secrets, the history of secret societies um, on the great courses on Amazon. Totally worth 12 bucks a month. I'm all down with it. It's like a whole bunch of 13-part lecture series. And Richard Spence really does go through and give you a great comprehensive history of secret societies. And what I love is the the absolute truth that he gives you. And the debunking that happens in the process. Um, And it's fantastic because, uh, sure, there are some fantastic things that happen. Some things that are even fantastical. And that's what he says, is that, you know, we'll go down some wild rabbit holes. And we'll also go go down some pretty ridiculous ones. Um, You know, and you got to be ready to look at things through that way. But to know that, yes, history is written by the winners. Yeah um as he puts forth in in his class uh there is there is no difference between uh, an alphabet agency is absolutely a secret society uh CIA is a secret yeah, by society by definition
4: almost
0: there you know they they have a hidden truth they have knowledge that you will gain whenever you get in there mm-hmm. and become a member there are a few rules that make things a secret society and most definitely um that is one of those that would be one and to go forth with that information to, to move forward the conversation with that in mind I think is what's important um, as we listen to our next two guests which are John Hall um, who as I said has become a fast and good friend of this show um, I really Billy thank yourself and him Wow, for a lot of the pivot in what this show has taken. Um, Cause you were, you were there back in the days when we had the studio and stuff like that right. before I started living life literally on the road, which is kind of what changed the way that dudes and beer has been done. Um, and it's really much more become a one-on-one conversation with people in really, really deep places and in these industries and people who write about these topics, talk about these topics. Um, and it's been really great to kind of advance and move into that space. Uh, and John Hall was one of those that whenever he came on board and started coming on regularly, um, we got an email at the website that uh, it was a targeted person in Israel who was actively Looking for help and looking for how to find somebody to believe them, um, and they would wow. become e pluribus unum. Let's just say, Billy, um, wow. they, it it does not pass that we have Doctor John Hall on, and do not either get a Facebook message from a targeted individual or an email on the website. Does not happen. It does not happen. I guarantee you, by Maybe Sunday, by Sunday morning, you. by airtime next week, I will have one contact on the website about being a targeted individual or targeting technology, or where can I find out more about this? Yeah, um, and
1: it's happening everywhere and we're all supposed to pretend that
0: it's not. Well, well, and I think it's really just the fact of, yeah, a, it's happening everywhere and we're all supposed to pretend it's not. Um, but it's also the fact of, uh, there's an awakening that is happening amongst people where
1: because access to more information.
0: Well, not just that, but I think it's the fact of eyes have been opened that, Yes, there is a darker undercurrent to the world. There is, there is a nefarious undercurrent to the world. Um, I think a lot of people kind of uh, uh, let's just say in the spirit of the season, want to pull the Santa hat over their own eyes, um, <laughs> yep. you know, yeah, uh, and are, are willing to forget things like the Prism program. Um, that we now that we now have a gentleman who has been on the run from the federal government since 2012, and the exposure of it, you know, it's almost yeah. it's almost been a decade that this man has not been able to return to the shores of his own country because he exposed a program that showed that our government was literally swathed data gathering everything. From everybody, yeah, um, and and w- without compunction doing so.
1: Didn't we? Uh, we were exposed as America were. We were spying on Angela Merkel.
0: Oh yeah, you
1: know we we're like, yeah. Um, hey, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, and it's like people just buried
0: that, like it was oh yeah, like- members of British Parliament. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of stuff. is it because um, we've had it normalized in our
1: media that we just think that it's no big deal?
0: Yep. Like, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, and it's interesting. We're like, because oh
1: yeah, I, I totally expected that. Is that the way is that the way the news is supposed to be?
0: Nah.
1: I mean you, you see what I'm
0: saying. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like We're supposed to have like,
1: yeah, totally normal, no big deal. Yeah. Just like in that movie you just saw where you got all mad at the government. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. What the heck is that about?
0: Well, and I think, I think that that is uh, is an underlying current right now. Uh, we, uh, we have the conversation privately and as well online, Billy, about, uh, the didactic going on. And we're two people on the opposite side of the table that though, we are friends deeply have a few opposing views on quite a few things. Yeah, sure. And we're all right with that. Yep. Um, but, boy, howdy. Man, we got some friends on both sides of the fence, both of us, my friend. Yeah, the, what is going on with them? The, I mean, you may as well be leaving flaming bags of poop on people's door and running, they you been, know?
1: They've been totally programmed by CIA talking points uh, and
0: Psyon and, and They can't even deal with reality. And that's quite literally some of the stuff that is brought up by our guest, uh, Robert Duncan later in the show is yep. the fact that this is this is what the matrix is. This is what it's supposed to be. It is a mental game that's supposed to trap you. We are supposed, that supposed, to, be supposed mad, to suck you in.
1: We're supposed to be mad at the people that are actually causing the poor people pain. And that is not more poor people. Yeah. And so it's like we have <laughs> we they have managed to create a system where the poor people are mad at each other and not at the people that own us all. It's not rocket
0: science. Well, let's get into Dr. John Hall right now, who we will be discussing, uh, you know, Havana syndrome, targeting technology, uh, as well as our current situation with coronavirus, the, you know, um, vaccine mutations, all that kind of stuff. So, uh. Here we go, folks, Uh, segment three of Dudes and Beer, episode 300, coming at you right now. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this segment. Of the Dudes and Beer podcast, episode three hundred, over three hundred minutes of Dudes and Beer. That is well over five hours, folks. And you know, as of as of the airing of episode three hundred, we are we are looking at just over eighteen days of Dudes and Beer content. That is eighteen days of original content, never a repeat episode. Occasionally, we replayed a clip whenever it's been. You know, like what me and Billy. Uh, Billy Joe Kane have been doing tonight where it's like hey you remember that episode where we said that if if Epstein's put on suicide watch look out he's going to die um yeah those are the kind of things that we've done but we've never had a repeat episode we've never had like a, a greatest hits episode like a lot of podcasts and radio shows are prone to do i don't think prone to do i don't think i've ever taken a tuesday night away from you guys um, because I love it whenever it's something that I've been on the road, I've always made sure to record an, original, uh, to put out there for y'all. So thank you guys. That that's just me being stalwart, uh, in my position as a host, uh, for all you folks that are stalwart out there in your position as a listener and somebody that wants to make a ripple that helps make a wave in the world. And speaking of that, like our guests like Billy Joe Kane, head of the Radical Empathy Education Foundation, out there creating ripples and waves in the world of human trafficking and training people uh, it, to maintain empathy and learn to empathize with people that have been trafficked, whether it's our our guests that we had at the top of the show, uh, Mitchell Gerber, who who speaks out and is an advocate against Chinese organ harvesting like that's a thing. It's not just in movies. It's not just like the plot of some horrible movie. There are people that are actively like taken to a place and their organs are harvested against their will um, and they do not live through the process. It's wild. Um, these things exist. Our upcoming guest, Dr. Robert Duncan, um, one of the people who admittedly uh, helped write the algorithms for a lot of the technology that is used out there to target individuals, that kind of stuff. He was, he was there in the labs working with things, working, working with alphabet agencies. And even our guest right now, um, really a catalyst for this show, honestly um he's become a very good friend of the show he's become a very good friend personally and uh the the work that dr john hall has done um not only in writing his amazing book guinea pigs technologies of control as well as satellite breed uh terror satellite breed satellite terrorism a new breed uh You know, just his whole body of work in that is one that, you know, when he took on, he utterly risked losing the letters before his name or after his name that make him a doctor and a practicing physician. You know, uh, it's not easy to come out and talk about these things. Even your host here, folks, whenever we had anonymous on the show, uh, the, the website came under active DDoS attack. You know, we had to we had to have people like swatting folks away. Uh, So it's very easy to become targeted. Uh, There's many ways that you can become targeted. And one of the things that we will be talking about this evening, as we always do with Dr. John Hall, is targeting technology, targeted individuals, uh, what we can do to bring the awareness up for this. And what we can do to make people realize that there is zero law that protects the American public from them being experimented on either by government entities or corporate entities acting upon their behalf. Uh, So welcome to the show, Dr. John Hall. How are you doing this evening, my
4: friend? Good. How are you? And congratulations on your 300th episode. Thank
0: you, man. Thank you. It, it blows my mind that people could sit around and just listen to this show for 18 days. 18 days. That's that's a lot of content. Uh, that is a lot of content. So, yeah, whenever I think about great people that uh, in the realm of disclosure, in the realm of searching for the capital T truth, uh, folks like the late great Art Bell, folks like George Nori, uh, John B. Wells, Clive Lewis, Whitley Strieber, that kind of stuff. Um, like I am, I, I'm like a speck of rust on the bucket that contains the drops. You know, uh, when when it comes to the amount of information out there on the topics that we talk about, even the topics that you talk about. But I'm glad to be a part of the bucket. And I'm glad to be part of that search and to be searching for these truths and trying to expose them and bringing out, bringing them to the forefront of the mind of a larger audience.
5: So, and I'm glad to see that you. finally got Robert done just and uh, our good friend. and you know under duress you know so, I mean we kind of think from two different directions he's obviously a physicist and a scientist and mm-hmm. and